The year is the future. When the world is in danger of dwindling food resources, Renaissance man Q. Heelman develops a new technology that allows man to feast on its endless supply of entertainment. Consequently, film and television is produced at a startling rate. A sickness, franchise fatigue, plagues man and turns the infected into time wasters. Renaissance man Q. Heelman looks for a remedy, but gives up hope until two film scavengers, Brett Hodgson and Chris Nelson, stumble into his medical facility. He vows to cure them by imbuing them with the power of film. Why, Q? It's the anniversary of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. No way! Yes way! I've never seen it. When did it come out? At least 30 years ago. Oh, wow. Anything that old should be put to death. No way, dickweed! Please, boys, be excellent to each other. Today's treatment is Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Check it out, and I'll bring you cake. Now entering decompression room, dudes. That ice cream cake was resplendent. Bogus. I found it odious. Dude, that's a bit negative. Try being more excellent. Apologies. Let's party on. <clears throat> Alright, excellent. 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 All right. Bogus. Yeah. Anus. Yeah. Gregarious. Bill and Ted! Yeah. Who do you think out of us would be Bill and which one of us would be Ted? Now, hear me out. You're taller, so I feel like you'd be Ted. Well, you know what's funny about okay this with, that's is uh, one of our mutual friends, this is a discussion that we had before. Oh, yeah? And uh, what did you come up with? So it was with it was with Travis. Yes. And Travis was Bill and, and I Ted. was Ted. So you're just Ted. Yeah. Okay. And uh I think there there is a slight difference between Bill and Ted. It's very hard it's to very describe. Slight. It's very slight. Because they're Bill, pretty much the same person. Bill is obviously smarter. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a that's a definite. That's why I suggested you be Ted. <laughs> so I wanted that slight intellectual edge. Uh, well, I mean, smarter. between us, it makes sense for me to be Ted because, of course, I'm taller. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and my hair's a little curlier. Yeah, Bill's a little more of like the schemer. And Ted, Ted, Ted's uh, a little. No, Ted's, Bill, Bill, Bill's a schemer. Ted's like the. Oh yes, dude. Yes, that's dude, good. Ted has a little. Whoa, babes. <laughs> Ted has a little more heart. And you're Ted is a little more of a dreamer, saying, I suppose. Because like because he's you know he's the I one think, that falls think, just, in love. Just dude. think about their first conversation. Like Bill's like, hey, if we're gonna make surf, we need to have good music. We need Eddie Van Halen. But Ted's mm -hmm. like. But really, we just need a great video. Like he's like all dreaming, mm -hmm. but Bill's like, we need to, you know, to make this work. We need some good music. So right, I, I feel I like that's right. I feel like that's Bill just also just uh, dreaming too, though. Well, dream, but he, I mean, the Van Halen part's the dreaming part, but he's like, 
well, to get have a great video, we need great music, and to have great music, we need to think about this rationally, and we need Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> but then at the end of the movie, Ted's the one that suggests they actually learn how to play. True. But I suppose that's really more coming from a place of the heart, though. That's not scheming. Bill's the brains, Ted's the heart. That's what we're saying. I yeah. Think, I think. <laughs> but really, they've it's got funny. more heart than brains. It's funny to say that one has the brains. Of the group. If, yeah. if, you're, if you're in a pool, if you're looking at a group of two people. Ted, come on. you got to have a poker face like mine. Yeah, see? He even knew he had to have a poker face. He's the smarter one. And then immediately says, Whoa, I got three aces! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Which um, clearly the kid obviously cheated and gave him three aces. Yes, of course. Yes. Subtext. Um, Anyways, um, so... So case, what, do you, what do you think about this movie? The movie? Or initial thoughts? Bill and Ted. Excellent adventure. Um, I've only ever seen parts of it before. Mm-hmm. So it was, and usually that was like the ending. Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew... You know what was what with it, but it was nice to actually see the whole movie. My initial thirts, my initial thirts, <laughs> thirts, <laughs> my initial thirts. I said farts, I didn't say thirts. It was a fun movie. It's fun, fun to watch, funny, a lot of heart. Um, yeah. Um, how many times have you seen this movie? Do you think? Uh, so many times. Over ten. Probably over ten. Over twenty. Probably not over 20. 20 is a lot for me. Yeah. I don't usually go back and revisit movies that often. But uh, I think I'd have to be alive a long time to watch a movie 20 times. But I could definitely say that this is a movie that um, has run, has like gone with me like through my whole life. Like everybody in my life that like I really like care about, I've, I've seen this movie with. Like because when I was a kid, I watched it with my. Uh, with like my parents and my sisters, oh. and I don't know if my mom was really paying attention when this. But was on. she was there. She was around. She was there. She was around. You know, and then like, uh, like, uh, even like my stepmom. Like when I was around like twelve, I watched it Step-mom, with her. So maybe you're Bill. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Is, maybe. Your, is, is your stepmom hot though? Uh, mm, I don't... Okay, you're You're really putting me in a place where, like, that's an unanswerable question, because on the one hand, it could be... It's really kind of rude either way. Dude, your stepmom. Remember when I asked her to prom? (laughs) (laughs) She was a senior and I was a freshman? Um, and then just, like, watching it, like, with certain friends, like, as I got older, and and now I've watched it with you. Mm -hmm. So, really, the only people that matter. Aww. Uh, so... Party on, dude. Party on, dude. Uh, yeah. So, it's just one of those movies, everybody has those movies where they have a special place in your heart, not just because of what's on the screen, but because of how it's traveled with you through your Mm -hmm. life. Which I haven't had those memories with this movie. But it was still like, it's still like a fun movie. Um, and it was always something that like, when it kind of showed up on TV... The times I'd see part of it, it always like like it seemed to be like the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. But I'd watch it because I was like, "Oh, this looks it intri- intrigued me." Um, I think, uh, and we'll probably get more into this as like we go through the movie and after and everything. But like, there aren't a lot of like watching it now, big laughs. 
But True. there are so many, every, all the little things in this movie are done so well that you're being just like constantly entertained. Yeah, it was just a constant like fun movie. I don't think it was like anything where I was like, I curled over laughing. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, the whole premise is dumb, but like in a fun, dumb way. Yeah. Like, I mean, because the whole, the whole two main characters are just like the dumbest guys, but they have a lot of heart. That's the whole, that's the whole movie pretty much is basically that. Mm-hmm. Like in the spirit of how they are, dumb and fun, a lot of heart. That's what the movie is. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to take us through the movie? Since I mean, it's more fun. Since I, you take us through the movie, since so, you don't know. It. Um, it's actually it's a really tight um, story structure. I mean, um, some older movies can be pretty. Not that it's a bad thing, but they can the first acting movie they can take a long time to get through, mm-hmm. which I kind of like. But this movie is very like kind of like okay. You open up, you establish Bill and Ted. Um, um, you establish Bill and Ted like, oh, they want to be like, you know, rock stars. Uh-oh, they got to do this hitch report. Uh-oh, they're going to fail. Uh-oh, if they fail, then bad things are going to happen. They're going to be split up. And then Ted's going to be sent to military school. Like, they, they set that up really easily, really quickly, set up the premise. They have the shots of George Conn as, as Rufus, the future professional who's sent back to help them not get separated. Um... Yeah, that's pretty much like the first half of the movie. They just set up, boom, really easily, really quickly, effectively, funny. Um, great scene where them from the future, when they're like unsure to trust Rufus when he's coming to like, hey, I'm from the future, I'm here to help you. Bill and Ted from the future come in and then um, they're like, yeah, hey, trust him, where are you? Um, not like them from like the future, future, but from like a day ahead. Of, not that they know exactly when, but they look the same age, wearing the same clothes. Um, so then they go on their excellent adventure, which is pretty much them going through time, um, really collecting, quick, before you get yeah. too much farther. Uh, this movie is like such a good example of just like how powerful a movie can be because like growing up to me, I didn't know George Carlin as like a stand up comedian or anything. Mm-hmm. I really just knew him from this movie. Yeah. Like I knew him as like Rufus and I thought that like, Everyone knew him as Rufus. Yeah, well, I not not just that, but like my picture of him wasn't as like a comedian. It was more like as this kind of like serious, more serious guy. Yeah, yeah. That like, I mean, he's serious on stage. I don't know if you've ever watched his stand up. Yeah. Uh, it's not. He's not like a goofy comedian, but maybe maybe when he was younger. But um, I think he was more goofy as he got older. I mean, yeah. not that he was ever goofy, but I'm saying like his. I saw like some clips of him from like his some of his first stand. He's like you know like on one of those like early tonight shows in the fifties and sixties. Like, That's his he's really wearing, early he's wearing stuff. a suit and he's like, hey, you know, yeah, hey, so what do you think about this? What do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> he, like looks really young. And you're like, oh, it's that George Carlin. Except his voice was the same, I think. Well, stuff towards the end was like always like really dark, and he was oh, like, was "These dark. motherfuckers should be dead," and it wasn't even really funny. It was just like, <laughs> no, it was really fuck dark. you. But he could have like a goofy face, I think. A goofy way of, or an interesting kind of goofy way of talking about it. but we're not here to talk about George Carlin even though he's in this movie but so moving on the plot they go out through history they're collecting these famous historical figures um Napoleon Jonah Ark Abraham Lincoln um a bunch of other people they go on their little adventures collecting them they bring them back do their book report with these actual people that I guess assume that everyone thinks it's like paid actors but it's a great show when they do their book report they pass 
and they can start their band Wild Stallions with the babes they met on their journey, um, who are two English princesses, and they're also in the band. All right. That's, that's just a quick, like... That's the movie. quick getting through it version. Mm-hmm. So I, I really liked... Uh, so they pick up Billy the Kid and Socrates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wink, wink. Socrates. First. And I like how, like, the movie... Like, with lesser writers, they would forget that, like, those were the two guys that got picked up first and that they would sort of be, like, a team in themselves. Mm-hmm. But, like, Billy the Kid and Socrates, like... In the, form background, a bond. in the background throughout the entire movie. In, in the background throughout the entire movie to the point where at when they get to the mall later on, they're like a team like hitting on these two girls that are far too young for both of them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're and, at a mall. They're probably like teenagers. Which, which I mean, they're from a different time. Yeah. They, yeah, they probably don't. Uh, Billy you know. the Kid, I don't think it was that weird, but Socrates was like, okay. Because yeah, Billy the Kid's kind of young. Yeah, he's kind of young. He's Billy the Kid. Um, he at least looks to him. And also, like, and that's when Sigmund Freud comes over and he has the corn dog. <laughs> Nerd. And as and as he's talking to the girls, the corn dog, like, he lowers it. Uh, there's lots of little, like, si- mm. the best the best historical character that they pick up that they do the best jokes with, especially the really subtle stuff, is Sigmund, Sigmund Freud. Freud. Because, like, they have that corn dog joke. And also... Uh, there's the part where he's using the vacuum cleaner and he puts it on his mouth because of like oral fixation. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, then there's a part at the end where, uh, Bill says, nah, I just have a minor edible complex. And they cut over to his stepmom. Which you don't really expect. Because <laughs> you don't expect Bill to know what, who Oedipus was. Exactly. Yeah. But of course he does. <laughs> Because, like, Bill and Ted are smart in ways that you wouldn't expect. Mm-hmm. They use words like resplendent. Well, hey, it's like the best wisdom is to realize you have no knowledge at all. Or I forget the exact quote, and I butchered it. Hey, uh, that's us, dude! Whoa! Excellent! <laughs> uh, there's also lots of really good uh, subtle stuff, like subtle plants and payoffs later that, like, I think you could... You can almost get a little bit of a master class in screenwriting from this movie. One is they offer these Westerners, because these Westerners are like uh, about to like beat them up from like the old Wild Wild West. Ted offers them a couple tickets to this water park called Waterloo. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, that's a good gag. Because like uh, and they mentioned in the earlier, moment. They mentioned earlier too about in the future, like their paradise is like, they have this and like great technologies and they, and that we have the best water slides and mm-hmm. all the, all the intergalactic planets. Mm-hmm. This little, little <laughs> string running along. Through and the then Napoleon ends up at Waterloo, the Waterloo water, park. water park, which is, it's, it's just such a, because it seems the reason that's such a good like plan payoff is because in each of those two earlier segments it seems like it's just a gag like a joke just like a one-off gag like there's no reason for you as an audience member to remember it Mm -hmm. because it's been used like it's it's gotten like a full use already and then the fact that it comes back later in the third second ish third act um uh is just it's a good foreshadowing that you don't expect to remember right exactly It it seems like a throwaway okay funny gag joke 
it's done. But yeah, that's, the whole movie is full of stuff like that, though. Same thing with his dad losing his keys, mm-hmm. because though, like uh, when they do the phone call, you think, oh, that's the gag, that's yeah. the whole thing, and then you don't really expect it to come back, and then they bring it back later in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's great. And then what I do love, too, um, kind of similar but not really, um, is that later in the movie when they're like, hey, we'll just go after the, the presentation, we'll go back time to do it. I like how they don't have to, they don't like show like them actually doing anything. <laughs> They're just like, hey, we have to remember this. And then it would just appear and they just kept doing that. I feel like that part was like really making fun of like uh, time travel movies oh, and like uh, time travel paradoxes because the whole movie is a paradox because like how, like how did they pass this in the first place without Rufus like coming to help them in the first mm-hmm. place? Because right, alternate universes. How did but that even work? I don't know. You can never. It's always a paradox. Time travel movies are automatic. Like no, no matter what you do, it's automatically a paradox. This one's a strong paradox. But that's like a basic time travel paradox. Like why? Like it's you just go down a rabbit hole that never ends. And then they and then they just like keep doing that in that scene where they get everybody out of the jail. And then the biggest one is just remember trash can because there's no <laughs> mechanism that makes the trash can fall or anything like that like <laughs> like that's like the last one they do but it's the most ridiculous where it's like remember trash can and then it just falls yeah that's funny and then i love i love and this is like something that they do in a lot of movies the gag of just once you're in a trash can there's no way you can get out <laughs> totally inescapable really Ooh, difficult to get like, out just of lean lean over and it falls off <laughs> like ooh, it wasn't even like a like a tight it was just like pretty big mm-hmm. like industrial trash can like mm-hmm. you could easily get it off um another subtle thing is just like uh, and that also stopped him enough that he didn't get he didn't find them at the school to like you know maybe an hour later <laughs> like this garbage can <laughs> held them he was in prison for a while he was like Rah! like really that's giving them like five seconds they did use, gave, they did have the time machine on stage, so maybe they uh took the time machine over. No, wait, no, because they came in Missy's car, right? Because yeah. Missy came with them. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking um, of Missy, there's one scene where uh she's giving them grilled cheese as snacks, but they're burned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did another little subtle thing. I did notice that. I was like because she's inexperienced as a mom because she's so young. You just answered my question. You're welcome. <laughs> but I'm curious. Bill and Ted is a very fun time travel movie. But mm-hmm. where do you think it places in your mind? Or maybe I should ask this later. But what do you think about where it places in your mind of like favorite time travel movies? In the pantheon of time travel movies? Like in the list. Where do you think it would, like, is it number one, number 69? 69! 69, dude! I feel like, in a spiritual sense, it's number 69. In a spiritual, but really 69 being number one. (laughs) (laughs) Or Um, or number two, since it takes two to I'm trying to think of what the other, what are the other great time travel movies? Back Back to to the the Future, future, of course. And the only other one I can really think of is Terminator. What about, um, um, with, um, you know, you got the chainsaw arm. Army of Darkness. Ah, I guess that is a time travel movie. What did you say before that? So I was saying Army of Darkness when you said the third one. You said Back to the Future. Terminator. Terminator. Oh, Terminator. 
Army of Darkness. There's Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban. There's, there, um, uh, oh, I did see that one. There's, but I mean, I that's, really, I that's really only like the third act is like that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, well, I wouldn't put Prisoner of Azkaban anywhere. I'm just, near. I'm just naming. I'm just name. I mean, that one's a weak one. I mean, the whole movie's not based on that. It's like the third act. Uh, I mean, personally, I have to say that Terminator is number one. I think ter- I think Terminator is one of the great movies. There's of Looper. Our time. There's Looper. Do we? I don't know if I want to go through. All. I'm just I'm just Groundhog Day kind of. Looper's okay. I like Looper a lot. Uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. Didn't see that one. Um, there's a movie called The Time Machine, 12 Monkeys. I've never seen 12 Monkeys. I should probably watch that. Maybe we'll watch that on this show. There's, there's no Van Damme's Time Cop. I do love Time Cop, there but not is, in the way that uh, a lot. you're probably supposed to like it. There's a lot. There's a lot of Time Cop movies, but I would I would personally put Terminator number one, mm-hmm. and... Oh man! Back to the Future number two. It back. Uh, it's real. It's really a toss. It's it's for me like these to to me like Back to the Future and Bill and Ted are like neck and neck at number two. Not for me, but I mean you have a history with it. Mm-hmm. I like Bill and Ted, but it's to me it's just a fun movie. It's not like. It's not blow away, and you think that Back to the Future is. I would definitely say it's not blow away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Back to the Future is definitely more blow away. That has such a bigger cultural impact than Bill and Ted is more cult. Yeah, that's fair. But even besides that factor, I'm just saying I think it's a better movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's your own list. That's what I was just asking you. I would maybe, I would probably Back to the Future above Terminator. Really? Yeah. Do you not like Terminator? I do. I do like Terminator. Okay. I just like Back to the Future more. Interesting. I yeah. I wouldn't even put Back to the Future near Terminator personally. Mm. I think Terminator is so, really like a. I feel like Terminator well, is what, a standard. Do you think Terminator or Terminator Two is better? Terminator. I like Terminator better as well. I, Terminator Two is like the consensus of like the best, but I like Terminator One a lot. Well. Uh, also, like I Terminator Two doesn't yeah, both have, good. yeah, Terminator Two doesn't have the horror elements mm-hmm. that the first Terminator does. I should probably revisit Terminator Two though because I haven't really watched it in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... oh, you mentioned when we were watching the movie that uh, Napoleon wasn't that short. Yes, that's a myth. And I feel like that's something that short people say. To they like to say like no I'm average height and I think that you're just trying to make yourself feel better. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I I am short. I am short person. Uh-huh. Um, but it's a myth that Napoleon was short. It was um the British. It was pro- it was English propaganda. Mm-hmm. Um, that he was like a really small man to make him. You know, they were just trying to like make him seem not as powerful and scary. He wasn't like super tall. I think he was like five eight or five nine or something. Mm-hmm. So he was just like average. He was just like average height. But they were like, oh, he's really short. And they were like, make him seem like my height or smaller. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying if they really did go back in time, he shouldn't have been as short as he was perceived, portrayed in the movie. Oh, that's not a big deal, but <laughs> <laughs> no one really cared. But 
Well, you you know what's interesting about all the historical figures is that I was I I've thought about this before, uh, because obviously a movie like Bill and Ted is something that I give a lot of thought to. If you were gonna make this movie now, all the historical characters would have to be played by somebody kind of famous, like they don't Mm. they don't do that sort of thing anymore, where they just get like some like lesser known actors or lesser known character actors to like play like these kinds of parts in a movie like mm-hmm. it's historical and it's kind of a small part we're gonna have to call brad pitt to come do this yeah like, if we want people to take this seriously like even like deadpool 2 they had brad pitt play that invisible guy for like five seconds of a frame yeah that died yeah i mean which is always funny i was like <laughs> i didn't expect that but it's like a kind of like a fan favor like throw a famous face in there to make people react mm-hmm. but you know what i thought was interesting is that bill and ted knowingly or maybe not because they were dumb but people like Joan of Arc and Abraham Lincoln just knowingly throwed them back to like well they're gonna die soon Joan of Arc's gonna be burned at a stake Abraham Lincoln's gonna get shot in the head but they helped us with our report uh-huh let's just send them back to their time back to death well you can't you can't just not send them back you'd create uh you'd create like a paradox mm-hmm. right but I mean they didn't even have any qualms about it they weren't like Abraham Lincoln won that he got shot in the back of the head it was over like that you know, why couldn't... Jonah Ark burned a stake. They were, like, okay with that. Like, eh, it's fine. Why couldn't you, if you're going to go back in time, grab these people right before they're about to die, bring them into the future, and then have them live out the rest of their life there? Exactly. Because it's it wouldn't... Thing. It's no harm, no foul. They lived their life already. Exactly. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Right before Abel can get shot, take him. And then, like, oh, yeah, and then, like, replace it with a fake thing. He got shot. Now he can live out the rest of his life in 20... Or 1988. Okay, so to all the scientists that listen to this podcast, keep that in mind when, when you invent time travel. You invent time. Well, don't mess up, you don't, don't know mess, that they didn't already invent time travel. Don't mess with the paradox. Don't just bring them in the future. They'll probably like it better too. It's better here, maybe not. I feel like we should talk about uh, the problematic moment when they're back in medieval times <laughs> and. I would say it's that problematic. It's, I mean, it was made in the 80s, so... Well, this is what happened. Bill thinks that Ted uh, got killed, and then it turns out that Ted wasn't killed. Spoiler, spoiler, his armor. spoiler, spoiler. Ted didn't die. That, halfway, that through, halfway through the movie. <laughs> Bill and Ted. <laughs> Bill's excellent adventure. Mm-hmm. Wait, but... Okay, anyway... Uh, Which, why did the knight stab an empty suit of armor, though? Because it, it looked like somebody was in there. Yeah. But he stabbed it through the metal. It doesn't really no make sense how Ted, quote-unquote, fell, fell out, out of his suit. suit. And then just, for some reason, wasn't there for like five minutes. And then, yeah. But anyway, Bill's excited that Ted's still alive. I don't know why Ted's still excited. But they hug each other. And then after they hug, of course, that's not very masculine for boys to hug each other. So they they, they take a second, they look at each other, and they say... They take their hands off the, the cocks that they were holding at each other, and they're like... <laughs> <laughs> I got you to say a hate slur. They said fag. Wow, he said it. Uh, just like clip this audio and just keep that and you'll have something on Chris for the rest of forever. <laughs> now you can get him to do whatever you want. You can either blackmail me or ruin my career in 10 years. <laughs> or, both. Um, or both. Get my money first. Yeah, um, which is... Uh, yeah, no, but it's a, it's not a it's not a great it look. It's not a great look, 
because you're watching it now, but I'm saying, like, it's not... Like, I feel like if they made it nowadays, they would have been like, no homo. Mm-hmm. And then, like, in another 20 years, people are like, oh, my God, they said no homo. I mean, not defending what it is, but it was commonplace for people to say it then. I think, uh, I, I like to think in my head canon that this is part of their journey of growing as people. True. And uh, later, they would look back at saying something like that and agree with each other that that's not the type of thing you should say. Mm-hmm. And then, of course... Or on a podcast. Or say it on a podcast <laughs> as they create their amazing uh, future society. Exactly. We're being excellent to each other. Except for except for apparently homosexuals. <laughs> Never mind. Well, no, but... no. Hopefully in their journey, they... Uh... They're, they'll be good with them. I think this podcast will be changed to let's find watch old movies and figure out where they have homophobic slurs and misogynistic parts. Yeah, let's find where it was problematic. Hey, we got to talk about these things. It's important. I guess. I mean, but like, I mean, overall, this wasn't like bad compared to other things. It was just like, okay, it was the time they were in. I, I mean, like, I get it. I understand it. It's not like I wasn't like, I was like, oh, okay. But it wasn't like that shocking. What I think is even funny, think, even funnier about it, thinking about it now, is the fact that this movie is rated, I think, PG-13. It's either mm-hmm. PG or PG-13, and uh, PG. they, they just let that go like right through. Why would it be very PG-13? What do you mean? Like, what was in it that was very... Isn't it, I don't really curse besides saying that. Like, there's no nudity. There's no... T- oh, tit meter. Um, no, there was one scene of almost tits where um, the the stepmom is leaning over to get, to like give them their sandwiches and they can see part of her bra. Ooh, see, that would be why it would be rated PG-13. <laughs> it, was very, it wasn't even a close-up. It was like, no, it was no. like a medium shot of her leaning over. You're right, it's PG. <clears throat> oh, I really like the part... So... They get all these historical figures into the mall, mm-hmm. and all of them the get arrested of doing different stuff. Which is my, actually one of my two favorite parts of the movie, I think. Well, my, my favorite part about that part, <gasps> oh. parts and parts, is oh, that yes. Beethoven gets arrested for <laughs> rocking too hard. <laughs> no, they're all getting like arrested for causing scenes in the mall. Like Joan Arc like, took over this aerobics class and shoved this woman out of the way, acting crazy. Like this, hey, you're not, you don't work here. Arrest her. It makes sense. Genghis Khan. Destroying a fucking Dick's Sporting Goods. Or mm-hmm. whatever it was. Getting arrested. Okay, it makes sense. Um, Billy the Kid and Socrates hitting on underage girls. Makes sense. Kick, arrest them. But Mozart is just rocking. And not only is he rocking too hard, but everyone loves it. He's got he's built up a crowd. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they find it's like, nope, you gotta go too. You're dressed weird. <laughs> Here. You're dressed like all those other freaks. You're going like, whoa. I like how, uh, because a lot of the historical figures uh, don't speak English, instead of us like trying to understand them in some way, they're just silent. <laughs> they just don't speak, which is what America does to the rest of the world every single day. Or they could have been overwhelmed because they were from the past and they were in this new future. Maybe. That's not how I read it, though. <laughs> that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. The other one being 
just a really well done scene where like their future self is talking to them. Mm-hmm. I just like that scene how it's done, and then it comes back in the future. Oh, I mean, I, oh, sorry. In, I mean, like I feel like it's been done a lot now, but like it was just really well done, and not that probably done before that that much. Um, I like how they take them to the mall because that's where everybody hangs out. And then while while we were watching the movie, we were just both like, no, no, malls are dead. Incorrect. We were talking about how like back then when it was a cultural. Everyone went to the mall. Like being a security guard there was probably prestigious. You were probably had more power than a police officer. That's where I disagree. There definitely wasn't any prestige in being a mall cop. But there was more then than there is now. No. I think so. I don't think so I at think all. So there's only one way to find out. Travel back in Travel time. Travel back in time. <laughs> Let's go. And I I, I love the subtlety. So at the end when they get to the uh Book report, or is it a book report? Oral, oral presentation. Report. So the oral presentation. <laughs> the oral fixation on the oral presentation. <laughs> uh, like, you just see when Bill is talking, Ted's face just blank. When Ted is talking, Bill's face just blank. Like, it's it's hard to do that as an actor. Because <laughs> a lot of people would, like, really try to, like, overact that. And instead, they just sort of have these blank expressions. And then... When uh, Bill says that Ted is going to interpret for Socrates, Ted just gives this sort of expression that implies like, oh, I didn't know I was going to interpret for him, but okay, okay. I could probably do it. <laughs> well, surprisingly, and then he, their, whole, and then... <laughs> their whole presentation just seemed on the, on the fly of their, their <laughs> pants, but it worked out really well. Yeah. Well, I mean, when they're actually the historical person... They're and you just, just like, ask hey. them questions, it's going to be right. True. Yeah, so... I mean, like you said, most of them didn't talk. They um, only translate for Socrates, though. They didn't translate for anyone else. Maybe it's because Socrates has so much to say, being a philosopher. That's true. Versus Genghis Khan, who's like, hey, you want to beat stuff up with your club? Your um, spinny moves? Which was what he was known for. So I'm I, surprised he didn't try to impregnate anyone while he was in the future. I mean, they, had they, that... did, they did show that he was about to rape somebody in the past. Because he had so many children. Mm-hmm. But he didn't try to rape any. Like, Socrates and Billy the Kid were, were into, like, the, hey, let's check out these girls. He was just like, ooh, baseball bats. Yeah. Well, I guess they didn't want to show the Raping dark one. side of everything. I'm sure it happened off screen. There's probably some modern day Genghis Khan um, sounds now. They had Joan of Arc and Genghis Khan right near each other. Oh, you know they definitely would have done it. Probably. Even though she was a saint. I mean, they were both military leaders. The attraction there would have been, like, did Joan of the Arc, chemistry. Did Joan of Arc ever have sex? I mean, I mean, not not supposed to, but who knows? I mean, it was hundreds and hundreds of years ago. She died pretty young. So. I feel like everybody... How... I don't know anything I mean, about here's Joan the, of Arc. Well, she, she led, like, you know, French military when she was really young. And then she was burned at the stake, but like, and she's considered a saint, so not supposed to have sex, but she was surrounded by guys. But she also might have been like a badass who was like, I don't need no man. And, you know, who mm-hmm. knows? There's no way to know. It was hundreds and hundreds of years ago. I like but she how- did die young, so there's a, ch- and with the stigma of, you know, sex and everything back then, who knows? I like how. I vote virgin. Ding. I like how they, um, they just made her sort of like the token woman historical figure. Mm. Like, 
if they made it, they probably now, like wrote if they made script. it now, they would have had MLK. Mm-hmm. Um, they would have had some more women, more prominent women figures, and probably not Genghis Khan. Almost definitely not Genghis Khan because that's not a bridge you want to have to cross. Yeah. Uh, I think it sh- sort of it, it shows probably been more people you don't even know of today. If they made yeah, it today, I feel like yeah. no. I think they would just uh, like I like I MLK would definitely be one. I feel yeah, like definitely they didn't, they didn't have a black spoke figure. Like obviously Abraham Lincoln at that particular time. Columbus. Yeah, at that time in the eighties, obviously Abraham Lincoln was like a big deal. Yeah. So people like it's it's always that interesting. was like the way of having a black historical figure, even though they didn't mention slavery. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 interesting how like you can figure out how people are thinking in one time by how they look back at history at that, at point, that point. So like I guess back in the yeah, 80s, it's interesting how it's like this is the importance of history. Joan of Arc, Abraham Lincoln, Genghis Khan. Like that was like the big. I was reading that they also were gonna have uh, in the original script like Charlemagne. Oh yeah, and yeah. also they were gonna have a character named John the Surf who wasn't Ooh, historically yeah. important. He was just some dude, mm-hmm. which I've always thought about in this movie, and I feel like that would be a great character. Just like a random person from the past who's like reacting to yeah. the future, but it had like yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, but I guess like because I guess maybe the idea of that would be like somebody that. Uh, Bill and Ted could sort of bond with, and they would like understand better. But I feel like, like if you he already... was if he was like a Bill and Ted of like that time. Yeah, almost. but I feel like you already sort of have that with Billy the Kid. Yeah, true, true. He's a little bit like they relate to him a lot. Hmm. Also, I feel like if you wrote this movie now, the studio would make you change uh, Bill's first name from Bill to something else because you're gonna have Billy the Kid in the movie. Oh yeah. <sighs> They didn't really care back then. They didn't have focus groups back then, I don't think. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, I've been reading Malcolm X lately, so while I was watching the movie this time, I thought it would be really funny if at the end they had Malcolm X come out. and So, like, instead, just... of, instead of MLK, have it be Malcolm X. And, and, like, grab Malcolm X when he's in the middle of his, like, uh, like, right in the middle of, like, all his Nation of Islam stuff. Uh-huh. Or not at the end. And uh, <laughs> and just have him just tell all the white people to like fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, bogus! That uh, would kind of go against the whole message of be excellent to each other <laughs> <laughs> and party on, dudes. So, um, what do you think would be the tagline you'd give this movie? Bill and Ted be excellent to each other, of course. I feel like the name of the movie is like the. That's that doesn't really sell the movie though. Yeah, you're right. Uh. Here's here's one that was on actual cover. Time flies when you're having fun. No, really. (laughs) Yes. That's a horrible tagline. Well, that you know. It also says history is about to be written by two guys who can't spell. Uh, that's not terrible. That's not terrible. Uh, but I think they can spell. I mean, they're dumb, so you sell that part. 
the time flies one, I think that's a reflection of the fact it's that flying around the, the uh, they didn't get released by their original uh, uh, distributor. Yeah, so they just like they got the rights and they're like, well, we'll release it. Fuck it, it's made. Bill and Ted, historically accurate. <laughs> if you made this movie now, people would insist on it being like super historically accurate. Mm-hmm. This is back when like nobody gave a shit, and they were and they thought of like historical figures like as cartoon characters, and they were like, "Yeah, that's Abraham Lincoln because he's wearing that hat." <laughs> would you prescribe this movie? Uh, repurpose it or euthanize it so you i would uh prescribe this movie of course of course because i think uh, what the fuck are you gonna how are you gonna make this movie better how are you gonna make this movie better you know the the, you could do you could like update the historical figures sure without saying tag oh yeah i guess you could get yeah but i mean you could just you could just you know, I think it's I think it's important for people so, to see that the so world let me get wasn't this always straight. Let me, so get, let me get this straight. You think that the movie is you could make it better, and you'd keep in the the homosexual slur. People need to see how that the world was the, how the world was. It's its own history lesson in itself. Yeah, exactly. Malls were the place to be. You could say homosexual slurs to each other. Yeah, we just traveled back twenty one years, thirty years, thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 30th anniversary, but it was shot 21 years as, ago. The movie's as old as I am. <laughs> um, I think I would euthanize it. Um, I'm just <laughs> I just want to see Brett's reaction when you What? My <gasps> eyes, my eyes did like bug out a little when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would prescribe it. It's a good movie. Um, I think you. You could like repurpose it now, I guess, but like I wouldn't. I think just it's good how it is. It's a fun movie, um, worth watching. I mean, people watch it now. It's not like this isn't. This is probably one of the more seen movies we've done. You know, like out of all the movies we we watched, this is probably one that most people have seen. Yeah. So I think it's you'd prescribe it. Yeah, it's a good movie, and I want. And they're making the third one soon, so they're shooting in like a month. Are they shooting next month? Yeah, March 2019. It's called Bill and Ted Face the Music. Face the Music. I know that. I've been waiting for this third movie to come out. I wouldn't have my expectations for years. I think more, if you're going to do a franchise, I think it's cooler if you wait a long time to make sequels because then there's more to say. Then, like, that kind of, like, we have to do a sequel right away and then, like, I mean, unless it's planned out and done, it can be done really well. Like, do three movies and, like, really soon they tell a whole story or trilogy good but it's interesting when you have like there's time between the different you know i'm really building up how much this movie is going to inform my life and it's really a huge mistake and i shouldn't do it but i'm doing it i'm fucking doing it there's a lot i trust ed solomon as a writer very much i hope i hope it's good i'm just saying i wouldn't i would rather have low expectations and then it blow me away Mm mm-hmm then high expectations, and then it undersells. And then, I mean, for me, it wouldn't really matter, but for you, it would destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't just hurt like, me. I would, it I would, would, I would like, I would just be like, hey, Brad, are you okay? You want to come out today? 
Okay, I'll try again tomorrow. Okay. Bring, bring me a Ben and Jerry's. Uh, the accent to each other. Oh, oh, don't say that anymore. That's right. Bill and Ted. Um, watch it if you haven't. But I didn't. I didn't fully see the movie until today. That's sad. But <laughs> I prescribe it though. Like I've always, it always seemed interesting to me. I just never. So you admit. Then that it's been a mistake that you've never seen it before. I wouldn't say mistake, because then maybe we wouldn't have done it. It was nice. It all it all worked out. Okay. I was meant to watch it today, so I had a I had a like a new perspective on it. Well, you had the old perspective. Okay. On it, you, you have I mean? a whole. You have that take on life. <laughs> <laughs> Did you love the movie, Chris? I probably found it non egregious. It is unrivaled, Q. Uh, 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 oh, no! Brett, this is heinous. Your excellence levels have spiked too high. You're gonna crash. What's happening? I feel bad, dude. The adventure was too bodacious for Brett to handle. I'm gonna have to level him off with a bogus journey. Next week. Catch you later.